Hello and welcome to the podcast by Cruel Commons, uh, where we discuss art, advertising, and culture. We are, as always, in our lovely home at 87 Wade, um, and I have my co-host beside me, Dom, as always. You didn't call me lovely this time, or anything. <laughs> Every episode. I had no descriptor. My I'm, lovely co-host. I'm just Dom today. Just Dom. I see. It's the morning. It's been a long week. We don't get any descriptor for me. <laughs> Give me one. Give me my mediocre co-host Dom. <laughs> my overly sarcastic co-host Dom. just kidding um, my favorite co-host yeah but uh for anyone watching we do have um some new developments here at 87 wade we've got the wall um courtesy of uh the construction going on beside our office which we love um, you hear it that's what that's what's going yeah on. if you hear any noise or if uh, suddenly everything starts vibrating um yeah, it's construction and not anything else other than that. Um, we also have some new plants. So um, yeah, every yeah. episode, new every, plant. Every episode, we're adding a new plant. And um, yeah, Mac, make sure to to track that, and we get new plants in here. Yes, sir. Yes, art direction, Yara, get the get the plants. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yeah, how are things on this Friday morning, Jules? Great. Um, it's beautiful outside. It's starting to get. I mean, it's cold now. Yeah. Summer's over, but yeah, summer's done. We're out. We're out of the summer. It's um, too bad. Carl keeps calling it thawdom. So it's no longer a hot girl it's, summer. It's kind it's of thought I'm, I put on a very summer outfit today because I'm just trying to harness the rest of I have summer. My October, November you, you're pants a big looking on October. Sure. We didn't really coordinate today, but it's okay. It's fine. Whatever. Well, um, why don't we get into it? Because we have we've uh, talked too much already. I know we have talked too much already. We have we've got a guest that's a lot more interesting than we are here today. Way more interesting. Than <laughs> Way more interesting. That's why we're trying to get as much time, yeah. as camera time as I'm possible. I'm gonna. Right I, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a miracle if I get through the intro because this is such a such an amazing intro with so many alkalades on here but yeah today's guest is a beauty and celebrity focused makeup artist uh, specializing in brand ambassadorship uh, campaign and celebrity work uh, she's been published in british vogue teen vogue fashion canada many vogues uh, <laughs> has worked with uh, brands such as zara essence um, has also been cast as a model in campaigns by sephora nike uh, by Roots, Shoppers Drug Mart Beauty, Nude Sticks. It just keeps going. It goes on and on. <laughs> um, and if that's not enough, uh, she's also a, you know, pretty, pretty well, uh, well accomplished celebrity makeup artist, um, you know, doing makeup for the likes of Jesse Reyes, Loud Luxury, uh, Rupi Carr. So yeah, without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Nate Matthew, aka Beauty by Nate. Welcome to the couch, welcome Nate. Welcome Nate, welcome Nate. <laughs> <laughs> how are things? How uh, how's the Friday going? Hopefully a bit more interesting than our Friday so far. Well, is it actually, Friday? It is. Friday. It is. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, wait. Okay, <laughs> it is Friday. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's a long weekend. I fucked it again on that. God damn it! God damn it! We always right, date we'll ourselves. It, we'll cut it out. We'll cut that part out. But yeah, it's an exciting weekend for everyone, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, how are things? What, Good. What's, I'm, what's gl new? I'm glad to end my week like doing something that isn't necessarily like I'm not like on edge or yeah. like like focused honed in on something right now because right. i feel like at work i'm like always like very honed in yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like it was nice to like leave my house although i was like when you leave your house and like you feel like you're forgetting something because i think i'm going to work <laughs> but it's like i'm like i forgot like 17 things with you yeah, yeah. i'm like not lugging my luggage i was kind of hoping around. you were gonna bring it could you imagine i yeah. mean i was hoping to get some makeup done yeah just my just my props <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm uh 
you know, it's it's nice to to be able to sit down and relax a little bit. Always, these podcasts are always fun and a bit of a break from from the average uh, work day. But um, yeah, we're excited to to chat a bit about some of the work you've done. Um, obviously, you're a, you're you know a really well known name in the in the fashion world in Canada. And just, you know, someone that you'll see out if you're out in Toronto, you know, most weekends they'll catch you out. So, um, yeah, why don't we uh, kick it off? So in your own words and for our listeners, maybe for the listeners that, that haven't heard of you or haven't been introduced to your work, um, how would you describe what you do? Uh, I mean, you pretty much said it. I would say pretty much I think when I tell people that I do makeup, it depends on like what their perspective is on like where they think makeup artists work so um there's obviously so many different types and so many different streams i think the first is that people immediately assume that i'm like in film and tv but i'm not so whenever i like tell people what i do it's like the first thing i feel like i say is that i'm like print advertising and like the word like celebrity focus is yeah. such an odd, it's such a weird way to describe what you do, but it's almost like, how else would I say it's that? It's an easy way to describe it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, so I guess press and stuff, like, I just always feel like I, I haven't found a short way to say what I do yet. That's yeah. fair. Um, I love the long-winded explanations, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love to take up everyone's week telling cool. them exactly what I do. Well, the more niche the focus gets, the harder it is to kind of describe I at think times. So, right? yeah. yeah. I think especially if you end up becoming like, a multi-hyphenate in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I essentially just tell people that I, I focus, I'm beauty focused, Yeah. which essentially means that, um, I feel like getting, whenever I am hired, I think there is an element of hiring me because of my specific style Mm -hmm. of doing beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to describe that. I think it's like, I think what I've like tried to prioritize doing is something that's marketable, mm-hmm. but at the same time, almost universally nice to yeah. look at. Yeah. Although that's pleasing. Yeah. yeah. It's but <laughs> yeah, in a way that just like, it's very like, it's like an enhancement of what someone already looks like. I yeah. don't think I usually put someone through like, um, like I don't, yeah, I don't style, like mince yeah. their face, and then <laughs> well, they that's like, like the like the Jesse Reyes stuff you do. Like she, I mean, she's very minimal in her yeah. in her super sense, minimal. and like all the photos, she still looks like herself, but just yeah, like enhanced, like you yeah. said, super minimal. So I, yeah, I think I tend to focus on celebrity work, and then a lot of what I do in terms of like as a as a beauty expert, so like brand ambassadorships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are so tied into my brand relationships, um, which are super important to me. So that's where the beauty focused comes from. Um, Because a lot of what I do is like, again, like so tied into, um, so tied into my brand relationships. Um, And then, yeah, I I think I throw in a press in there (laughs) because essentially doing like work for celebrities is like, is press in itself so you're doing like assets for them or their music videos or 
album covers. Mm -hmm. That's all press for right. those who like. Everything's press. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everything bit. is yeah. press. Yeah. I find that like a lot of your work too has this this interesting blend of um, feeling high fashion and contemporary, but also being accessible. Like you can, you know, a lot of your work is used in campaigns for brands like Roots, but it's taking a style that is a little bit more interesting than you might see with Roots, but is still applicable to Roots's like, you know, demographic as well, um, which right. I think mm -hmm. is really cool about, about the style of your work for sure. I've de I've actually like never done makeup for roots, but oh, that was just that, the, no, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. I I was more of like an on camera thing. Yeah. Um, great people, obviously. Yeah, like we love roots. Here. Yeah, this is the second episode we've spoken about roots. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> roots hit us up. We we we'll, we love to talk. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I think what I end up doing is like similar to so many other artists in the industry. We all kind of encompass different styles so that we can be flexible yeah. on right. set um you have to be for sure especially yeah. when you work with like such a range of clients right yeah yeah well, why don't you tell us a little bit about like your story how did you end up here like not specifically on this couch but how did you end <laughs> up where you are today um how did i end up on this couch <laughs> how did you where was your route to get here <laughs> uh it's it's kind of a long-winded story i think that the the part that i always kind of like to add in at the beginning is something that's like such an icebreaker no one actually knows about me um but growing up I was like a competitive figure skater no way. so yeah awesome. so I coached from like I think 18 until I was like 23 Damn. um Whoa. in Toronto and where which club I, I figure skated which clubs oh man so if you're a figure skating coach <laughs> let's break it down you okay um you can you can have a home club, but then you can coach out of different clubs. You can get contracts to coach out of different clubs. So you end up being kind of a little bit all over the place. My home club was in uh, a neighborhood in Toronto called Forest Hill. And a couple others that I coached out of were in North Toronto, um, Wait, was it North York Arena? It was. No way. <laughs> it was. Because I played hockey, so we'd always see the figure skaters yeah. before our practices. And we oh, would, yeah. Like, you yeah, guys like, were. Yell at them to get off. Yeah, you guys were our favorite people <laughs> yeah, to come in. Sure. They used to. Oh, it was probably Dom. It was a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Just get off. Yeah. Yeah, you guys. Maybe it was you. Yeah, it could have been. It could have okay. been. I'm sure I'm it was a shared experience. I'm, my repressed memories are coming back yeah, on this exactly. couch. He's like, I gotta go. I gotta <laughs> the Gosh, uh, But yeah, I, I did that for so long. It felt like essentially like 21 years. Nice. I was in that realm of my life and it was coming to a close. I think at some point my parents were like, you need to, you need to like, do something else. Try new things. Yeah. They, they didn't do. Yeah, they, they didn't really do. Right? You gotta like get a source of income. Exactly. Get oh, house. like verbatim. That <laughs> was like they were like, you need a job. <laughs> um, so it was it was kind of all over the place. I try. I I liked doing hair. It was something that like came quite naturally, just like styling. Like mm -hmm. I never learned how to cut. Yeah. Um. So I tried a, a salon apprenticeship that I got through a friend. I didn't do that for too long, uh, but there was always something like in beauty uh, that kind of stuck with me around the time that I was coaching and my parents were uh, pressing for me to try a million things, mm -hmm. use up my 20s, essentially <laughs> is what they were saying. Uh, I had a DSLR that I got in high school and I, I also liked portraits 
So I cold emailed a lot of modeling agencies when I was 18, around the time that I was coaching and I was in university. And I just asked to shoot a lot of new faces. That didn't last for very long, but I feel like I made a lot of quite lifelong connections through that. Yeah, I was quite passionate about it, but I think uh, I did it for long enough that once I decided to take a step back and I still was like so enamored by beauty portraits yeah. that I ended up picking up makeup because hair was still a like connection. yeah there was yeah. So, there were so many things going hand in hand that eventually like candidly at like 20 to like 22 I was living at home and like I dropped out of university I was coaching and I had all this expendable income and oh, was just collecting makeup because I loved it. And makeup was, the industry was on the rise yeah. early in that For sure, yeah. in that time. It was, it now it's this insane industry. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the most expensive industries For in sure. the world. So around the time that it was rising, I think I, I just like, I joined the current and I loved YouTube. I yeah, loved watching. Time it, when YouTube like makeup tutorials started coming up, like getting yeah. ready to go out, we'd like watch a makeup tutorial and oh, like try and do yeah, it yeah. basically. And you'd purchase the things like from that tutorial to do. Like it was huge. That yeah. was around that time. So yeah. I just had all this makeup and I was just, the resources were so available, which is really nice and accessible. Uh, not that I had anything against going to ha- uh, makeup school because so many people that I work with and respect and who are so successful have gone mm-hmm. to makeup school. But I'm self-taught, so That's awesome. thanks. Uh, yeah. So I ended up, I guess, just con- re- like reaching back out to people that I knew from when I was like 18, shooting portraits, like the model scouts and yeah. some of the photographers who were super, super junior student photographers when we were 18 and then I was 23 I think when I started reaching out to people it's kind of like a theme we've talked about a few times in the podcast like never burn bridges yeah like you can see those people again like multiple times or need help from them or need assistance from them I feel like that's a big thing that everyone on the couch has kind of talked about I love like the the self-taught story too because that's I mean I'm I'm a self-taught designer most of the people here are cruel taught themselves what we do now just by figuring it out literally on youtube <laughs> like that's how myself uh james our, our uh, principal designer as well like yeah just kind of figured it out and i think that the combination of like being willing and able to like cold call people and just put yourself out there and then also just grind it on like tutorials like yeah. legit just on the internet in your free time is like i think that's what a lot of like our generation of like millennials and then even more so for like gen z there's so much of that and yeah i just love seeing other stories that like people have kind of grinded it out and found some success doing that type of thing because yeah, yeah it's crazy too i think all of us started our careers at this in this weird digital age yeah, yeah. where exactly, resources yeah. were so accessible mm-hmm. and it's great because you know these skills should like learning these skills should be accessible to yeah, everyone. everyone uh but that was essentially how i got started That's and awesome. That's cool. yeah i just reached out to people and i don't even think i was very well versed in everything i think the first things that i really like wanted to make sure i could do comfortably were I think it was skin tones and that stuff that was available like to like learn online and that's a trial Mm -hmm. and everything um I'm I don't struggle necessarily like back 
then I didn't struggle necessarily always finding my skin tone, but I knew that it wasn't, I think the nuance of not having skin tones available to you ends up kind of, that's a priority for you to learn as a makeup yeah. artist. Uh, so yeah, I reached out to a bunch of people and asked, I just called in favors and I was like, would you give me a chance? And the first question was always like, can you do different skin tones? And I was like, yep. And then I had some friends give me a chance and I rebranded my Instagram. I stopped posting food. I stopped posting myself. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Like just completely just only, in, yeah. yeah, only posted faces for a a good long time before I started po comfortably posting myself again. And I think, cool. yeah, the rebrand and then clients found me and that's, now I'm that's here. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's, yeah, it's like, so it's such a, a cool story and one that fits with just the, the kind of, uh, joie de vivre of Over our, here. of our generation and <laughs> yeah. of what we really do here. Yeah, at how we built and it here. That was how I started. That's how Mac started as well. Finding a niche thing to just dig into on instagram find a mm -hmm. platform create some shit that that you can do within that platform and yeah. yeah no i love it i love it i feel like we've um kind of worked together well we've yeah. worked on the same projects we might not have been in the same room but like a lot of the mr saturday stuff mm -hmm. um i know you were involved in a few of those sort of video shoots um also like the runway shows i believe yeah, yeah. um but what was sort of your first introduction to us or like to cruel because i've never really heard the story of how you're, you're connected to skylar and all that um, that's kind of, so I think like growing up in Toronto, everyone ends up knowing each other true. for like ever. Yeah, that's um, true. so I, I think I'm sure there's like a few people that I recognize from when I was like in high school and I was just like a small child. <laughs> um, but now I think, uh, going into my twenties, not to sound like too corny or obsessed with going but oh, you do meet corny. people going out yeah yeah 100 percent. Yeah. it's not something i like would suggest to everyone like <laughs> you need to party and like overwork yourself and like part but i think i was a little bit like you know i was a 21 year old and i was unhinged and going out <laughs> a lot and but there were a lot of people that i ended up meeting and because a lot of them were familiar faces from going up so many of them were connected to different ventures in toronto right a lot of them stayed and started businesses. One of them ended up being cruel. So yeah. that's I that I remember I like Skylar from when I was like so I guess my early twenties. Yeah, yeah. The party, the club promoting. That's days. how cruel met a lot of that's people. That's how I met cruel. That's how <laughs> yeah. I met cruel. That's how yeah. I met cruel. That's how I met cruel. I'm pretty sure everyone in this room maybe. That's why I met all of you. Yeah. The the club photography with the cruel on the bottom. Yeah, yes. Logo, like, yeah. Never forget. All those never buried forget. photos. I have them somewhere on a hard drive. We should drive. pull them it's, up. It's yeah. pretty like comical a, how our lives revolve around this one thing. Yeah, it's <laughs> it is. It's our villain origin story. Mac told me he has. It's a good villain. Apparently, Mac has just like a blackmail like situation because he was the club photographer when I was in first year. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Bring He's him like, up. Put him on screen. The, gre have the have gremlin photos of me in Prohibition photos? in London, Ontario. On my hard drive. Mac still has them. Bring out the hard drive, Mac. The, like, chokers and, like, the... Oh, the 2016 <laughs> chokers. Never chokers. forget. I don't want to talk about uh, my Queen's University cruel photos, oh, but I was no. taking some of them, so that hopefully I'm not into them. I've never them. seen them, and I don't want to see them. Yeah, I mean, Toronto's such a such a tight-knit community and I think that you know it's something as you grow up you start to realize like yeah. how even though we are such a large city uh, you know and by Canadian standards it's still it's such small. a it's really a tight a tight community of people who all know each other but and I, I find it gets 
even tighter when you get into the creative field, right? Yeah. So yeah. what's that been like for you kind of getting into the creative industry in Toronto, um, especially as someone who's self-taught and someone who didn't enter through, you know, working at an agency or going to des design school or, or beauty school or anything like that? Yeah. How's that experience been so far? Uh, honestly, pretty it's been shockingly rapid. I think yeah. at the rate that at which you meet people is so fast as long as you are open to it, I think is, that's the first word I think of is like, wow, it was so fast. Like yeah. everything happened so quickly, um, which is not necessarily a good thing, but not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think getting into the industry like that I'm in, which is tied into so many other like advertising and and design, like every we all cross paths, so which is surprising. Yeah. I think makeup artists like people think makeup artists don't cross paths with you guys. Yeah. yeah. But we're like we're around in the shadows. <laughs> <You're important>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very important. Uh it's it's been a good experience. I think seeing how quickly support for each other has grown over the last 10 yeah. years is actually a huge highlight for me. In Toronto specifically? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I feel like maybe 10 years ago, maybe a little bit over than that, it was because I think we weren't really in the Instagram slash social platform age right. of our industry. Finding support and or get, being able to give support to others, offer resources, share opportunities. It wasn't as easy as it is now. It's much more restricted. Yeah, yeah I sure. think so. So back then, stuff like that ends up in uh, a limitation in relationships. You, If you can't share resources or opportunities, you don't build relationships with each other. You can't endorse other freelancers, other artists, other right. designers to each other. So now, I guess it's 2022 now, which is insane. Now I'm like going through all this in my head. <laughs> the my experience in getting into the industry is is now I'm like losing my train of thought. But it basically, it's so much more collaborative now. Like I feel it like is. like yeah. when even even when I think back to when I first started to enter the kind of scene in Toronto, when I came back from, from Queens at university, there was this still like people would call Toronto, like the screw face capital. It was like, no one wanted anyone else to succeed. It was yeah. this very like, Oh, you're doing that. Well, I'm going to try to do this kind of thing. And I'd say even in like the past five years, I've seen this big shift yeah. in collaboration and people wanting to see, you know, each other succeed yeah. and groups that wouldn't typically do stuff like events together or, or do creative projects together. It's now this big, you know, big sh like smorgasbord of people who are all collaborating to create cool things together where I felt like, you know, even a couple of years ago, it felt much more separated. I know Toronto mm -hmm. is still very clicky and is still very, you know, cut off for many people, but I've found that it has been a lot better. And even just oh, that, yeah. the attitude meeting creative people now is so different than it used to be. Collaborations like everything. Well, I think now. everyone wants to yeah. see the city grow, not just their thing. Yeah. You know, the which Toronto I think creative is, industry in general. is so different. Yeah. I mm -hmm. think like we all have a better understanding of how we can better serve the arts and culture economy right. sector in Toronto. So yeah, you guys are like, obviously you understand that it is so much easier now to build those yeah. relationships. Mm -hmm. 
I've had a pretty good experience in the industry. I think I've, I've been surprised at how much support I've received from so many people, people I didn't really know very well. That's awesome. I would say that probably the one thing that I found was a little bit of an obstacle was that idea that people um, are a little bit more, it's a smaller capital mm-hmm. that, and the communities are so tight knit that mm-hmm. there is a level of competition at times. Mm-hmm. Specifically in beauty, I think we as a community have kind of tried to fight to mitigate that competitiveness yeah. over the last several years. So it's a lot better now, but I think back in the day, we didn't see on social media, we didn't see each other working. Yeah. Like right. stories weren't very big. Mm-hmm. So you didn't, you weren't f- fed the idea that there are jobs for everyone. Yeah. You were just only operating off this notion that like, oh my God, if someone got that job, then why didn't I get yeah, to that? Like right. It's like, it's a much more like fighting for it. Kind yeah. Of vibe. Yeah. yeah. So that was maybe something that I personally, I am not necessarily like, I don't, I don't think of things in, with like a loss mindset, but I think it has lent itself to back in the day, having a hard time connecting with other artists. Um, So I think when I got into the industry, I was like, okay, well, I think no matter what I do with work, the first thing I want to do is like be able to like put my friends on Mm -hmm. or share things with everyone. So that's, that's, yeah. I definitely had to work out of that. Like I had to work out of that whole, like, you know, zero sum game thought process where if I saw someone else get a job, it mm-hmm. would like make me upset that I didn't get that job. You know yeah. what I mean? And like you kind of, as a creative person, you need, you have, it's hard to fight against that because you always want to be doing the coolest thing or be mm-hmm. doing that job for the brand that everyone's talking about. But I don't know. I think if you have, I, we, we talk about like the relationship with your work. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you have a good relationship with yeah. your work and you're at a spot where you're comfortable with the output you have and the, the jobs you're getting, that's what's given me a lot of confidence to kind of like get through that feeling is just being like, I don't need to be jealous of that person because I'm just happy with what I'm doing. Yeah. right? Yeah. And it takes like working for a while and being confident in yourself and feeling it's satisfied. It's a whole different mindset too yeah. that I feel like a lot more people are trying to adapt these days. It's yeah. just like good for them like if i'm doing winning, me <laughs> if you're winning we're all winning, we're all winning. exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. exactly no i love that i love that yeah um, so i mean clearly you're like a very recognizable name uh not just in toronto but i mean across canada and also like nationally for sure now um but i mean how does this sort of like i mean we talked a lot about um makeup and everything but how does this kind of intersect with your on-camera ventures so i mean you've been cast as a model and some in crazy campaigns so mm. how does that kind of intersect and all work together that 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 part of my job was such a blind side in the way I don't even think about it now honestly I think it's almost such an afterthought because of how unexpected it was that mm. I still don't even think about it as like that's not something I pursue at all it's just mm. it just happened as a an, a, like a, an effect like right. a symptom of my oh, career people want you to doing, like yeah. be an ambassador for yeah. Their, yeah 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 so sick. it's been it's honestly been like a great a great opportunity to branch out my presence at work into different avenues i think the first time i ever got asked to do something was uh or be cast in something was 2018 there was 
uh, this national Sephora campaign mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that like was casting artists yeah. and I actually creators. studied it at school. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was in MIT at Western. This, yeah. yeah. So I studied it in my, I guess that would have been my third or third year. Um, we like uh, studied it and like analyzed it for this media course we were taking. Cause oh it was just God, like really, crazy. it was a really it's big departure weird, right? from what Sephora was doing. Yeah. Honestly, they were like, I mean, they were just the classic beauty industry, like a very typical, like, you know, face person style. And then it was this huge departure. Um, so we kind of, we did analyze it and it was just funny because I was like, oh, she's from Toronto. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was, it was insane. And I owe that opportunity to a really good friend of mine, Theo Gibson. Uh, he, I, he hit me up and let me know that he pitched me for it. And he That's was, amazing. yeah, he was a huge, huge, huge part of that campaign. Yeah. Um, so I, I owe so much to him for that, but he, not him, but the campaign itself was such a thing that I never expected to come out of my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so cool. And I think it was, a, it's um, this part of my job is, what's the word I'm looking for? In the last like several years, artists as ambassador Mm -hmm. or turning artists into celebrities is more of a newer thing. And I think, yeah, yeah, and I think that's something no one could have ever expected that all these people who are behind the camera are so much of the time now being put in front of the camera uh, and doing collaborations and building audiences themselves. It's like the ghost creators that in the past never got past that line right that never and no one and it's not that no one wanted to see them because people did and people love bts like behind the scenes is everything Everything. now like all of like tiktok all all i get is like content of like behind the scenes on this film or like this is how this designer made this logo Mm -hmm. and like people are obsessed i'm obsessed with just seeing like how things are created as a creative person and i and i feel like we're it's amazing that we're at a point now where those creatives who actually bring these campaigns to life get a bit more recognition they still don't get all the credit that they should at times (laughs) i'm saying that selfishly (laughs) you you know who you are Um, but yeah yeah, it's like you know being able to to say that like this person was part of this bigger project and now they're becoming you know noticed in their own way an entire campaign just around selecting creators that you normally would see it in just credits is like such a cool thing for our industry and, mm-hmm. and an amazing development for sure. Yeah. For everyone at home who hasn't seen the Sephora campaign, yeah, like, please go, go watch it. Yeah, you, should, you should check it out. It we'll, was we'll, really, we'll, it was link a good it. One. we'll link it. You can, yeah. you can link it. And it was so long ago, too. That was five years ago. And I think after that, then the ball started rolling with um, more getting cast and on camera stuff. The intersect into what I do now as a makeup artist, it feels, it's obviously an honor that people want me to represent something yeah, for them yeah. give you some gas you know some air in those <laughs> tires like <laughs> honestly you would think so but not even really because it's i don't even like tell people about it i just kind of like they'll figure it out when they if they scroll deep enough yeah. on my that's a humble way to approach it. i yeah. feel like if it was me i'd be like look at me in this thing <laughs> oh man yeah, very i don't know i don't know if i no i feel like i don't 
I don't show people. They usually, I mean, it's it's in plain sight anyways yeah, on Instagram. I was say, you'll just That's see true. it sometimes in public too, like on yeah. Hour, like we'll see, I'll see you in like in ads and stuff like that and, and print stuff. Yeah. But the intersect into makeup has been nice because all the teams that work on it are people that I work with so closely. Yeah. Some are with my my agency, Page One, mm -hmm. um, in Toronto. So many of the artists that are also rep by them will work on some of these campaigns or some of the people who are producing the campaigns or doing casting for it are people that I work with so closely as a makeup artist right. that you would think that these on-camera situations are really nerve-wracking. I feel like they are. I know Still. they are. I'm anxious they right are. now. They are. <laughs> I've been sweating this it never. Time. It never gets like normal, I guess, but it does ease things a lot because I work so closely with them. I've known them right. for years. Some of them have known me since I was so young uh so the intersect is nice to be able to have all these different hats on with people that i work with and i feel like i'm naturally a people person yeah. i love people so to be able to show different sides of my personality like as an artist coming in and doing my job and and people relying on me for my skill in that area to coming in on set and t being able to show people I can take the back seat and like this is not really about me today so you guys do whatever you mm -hmm. want and I'm here as a guest you have those and two like sides, yeah yeah so it's been it's been a really nice opportunity I it, I feel like it colors my experience in the industry a lot and I like that yeah and that's all I want. I want like a well-rounded yeah. work experience. I love yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, that's what everyone wants. Yeah. Just like diversity in what they do and also just, you know, being able to at times reach a little bit out of what you do every day and do something that's like a little yeah. bit different. I feel like you guys too, like starting like Cruel and working at Cruel and then being able to have all these other content ideas yeah. and and it colors your day in a way oh, yeah. and, and diversifies the it work experience we're not yeah. we don't just do client work here right like we just finished doing that uh summer kind of like party series called so clean yeah it was a lot of fun to produce and mm -hmm. watching that grow over the course of the summer and get different groups of people in here different collaborators um yeah it, adds, it just adds a nice mix and that's why i love my job is that at times i get to sit at the desk for a day and just work yeah. on some design stuff but then we might be on set a break Right, yeah. we might be like doing a, a shoot, or like maybe at like some cannabis facility, mm -hmm. like you know, two three hours from here. Like it creates this nice diversity of uh, of of just like stuff to do each day, which yeah. I think is like is really important. I but, feel yeah. like when we like sitting and having conversations like this is really nice because it's always good to like take a moment and like realize how lucky we are yeah, mm -hmm. sure. to have 100%. the careers that we do. So it's, blessed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like we'd be remiss to, you know, not talk about the elephant in the room that is, you know, some issues in the beauty industry. Um, I mean, it's traditionally like in general in the past, it's way better now, but been pushed to a certain body type, like a certain face, a certain style, a certain person. Um, and I feel like how did this really affect your career as you started off? And do you still have to navigate this? Um, have you found that it's gotten better in the past few years or? I think... Um... I think the discourse around the issues in the industry, I don't know if you want to say it's gotten better, but people have gotten better about knowing what the issue is. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's not necessarily a secret anymore. Calling it out, yeah. Yeah, 
Um, so I don't think I'm I'm saying anything revolutionary right now, but I, um, yeah, the issues I think with representation in the media that we're consuming, like campaigns and stuff, um, or even product that's being manufactured, I think mm-hmm. representation has always been a huge issue. Uh, I I don't even think people need to be in the beauty industry to know that there's mm-hmm. a disparity in, uh, like, uh, the skin tone representation and body representation so where do i like i don't (laughs) have a (laughs) yeah i mean i don't i don't have like an overnight fix for it although i do think i do think that there has been a push especially because these conversations started as as far as i'm aware around the time that people started sharing a lot on social media. So maybe just a handful of years ago Mm -hmm. that this really became uh, a priority for a lot of people. And I think a lot of larger governing bodies of people who who are in positions of power understand that this is a situation. Something they have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also our generation is slowly becoming those positions of power. And we're hoping that the right people just end up in those positions of power that want to make changes. That's exactly like word for word exactly what I was like <laughs> thinking is and that that is an area that you hope that that has a little bit of like hope in it mm-hmm. too because at times it can be a bit of an overwhelming thing to like workshop in your head alone in your room being like well how 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 can I how can I make a change how can I do this and there are small ways in our industry at least when you're on set yeah. there's ways to speak up for someone who's marginalized who you know might be mistreated or might be have their autonomy not being awarded to them yeah let's say models who like models of color who don't have an artist on set who knows how to take care of their skin tone who knows how to do their hair um so but there is a there is a, a a sliver of hope in relying on the current so you rely on the natural progression of things in the way that yeah people who are of younger generations are going to end up in those positions of power and they're going to end up positions of power maybe i don't like that phrase positions of influence yeah yes yeah um so younger people are going to end up in those positions and they're going to have the the wherewithal to understand how to grassroots these changes maybe if if you know people before them their predecessors may maybe weren't Mm -hmm. um so i always think about that i always hope that there will be a natural progression to change obviously i don't think that that takes the onus off of us to to it's the individual but also the collective it's got to be like a a team effort for sure having the conversation like even talking about it now will allow younger generations or just more people to be exposed to these types of conversations and then i think that'll just increase the authenticity because i think a lot of the problem that people have now with representation is that it at times feels forced by an executive or by you know we have to do this because otherwise it's going to affect our bottom line Mm -hmm. where you know years down the road when people that are of our age are actually in those ceo you know positions it'll be authentic because it's a conversation they've been having for years for yeah. decades and it won't be as much of this uh do i need to do this for this look it's just going to be 
you know, this is this just is the way just things should a be, good right? <laughs> Which I think is the the way to go, and the conversations are the important part, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's it's making it's making positive moves right now. I think in terms of casting and 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 hope, hoping that people in positions of influence are not consumed by this idea of like this this weirdly constructed idea of the bottom line yeah um that hopefully in in these rooms that have castings mm -hmm. that there is a push for diversity for yeah. different body types for more there's better gender representation or mm -hmm. non-gender conforming representation and for and better representation for because culture plays such a huge um role in beauty now yeah, and sure. uh so many collaborations are someone is taking influence from their own culture and stuff so there's so many positive out opportunities for there to be proper like black representation indigenous represent representation yeah. and people of color basically all over the map to be part of these these projects yeah, yeah. so so it's getting there I think yeah we're moving in the right no direction. industry is perfect mm -hmm. yeah um no certainly not the marketing industry either no. we've talked about that a lot but <laughs> yeah. um yeah I mean looking back if there was you know if there was one thing you could tell yourself from five years ago um or or something that you would like kind of yeah advice you would give yourself five years ago what would what would that be you know looking at your career now Five years ago. Okay, so where was I five years ago? What year, <laughs> what year was that? That was... It would have been... Oh, God, don't make me do math. Live. 2017. Yeah. 2017. Quick okay, maths. was I... So, okay, there is actually one part of, like, my career history that I, I just left out because it's... There's oh, <laughs> thanks, Google. Motherfucker, I unplugged one. Is of that them. a sign? Should I not talk yeah. about my career anymore? <laughs> just wait, yeah. just wants to cut you off. It's we'll okay. Cut and then go Sorry, back. guys. We'll keep it rolling. Google decided to interrupt us. He's going to um, unplug it. Just wait. It's okay. That's all right. So, um, so the question was. So yeah, I mean, if there was, if there was one thing that you could tell yourself from five years ago, right now, kind of looking back with what you know now, yeah, what would it be? Okay, so yes, so 2017, 2017. we established yeah. we did the math. <laughs> um, We're all sitting here like some calculator. I yeah, I was thought Max an engineer. He's supposed to do the math here. Like 2017, 2022. What? Did this, how many um, years? Come on, man. I'm just, it's a joke. <laughs> so, I, so I actually did have, it's, it all sounds so made up. And I wish, <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I could emphasize more that the, all these different jobs that I had are not like made up like I did these jobs. And yeah. it was not fun. But there were like around the time that I was still coaching, but then trying a, a hair apprenticeship at a salon, I also ended up getting an internship through someone from skating who knew that I had experience in the fashion industry from doing those portraits, from working with mm -hmm. all these, these people. They knew that I dropped out of school and they were like, okay, well, in fashion, it's more experience-based and right. like you can't really go to school for a lot of roles in fashion, mm -hmm. although you can. So someone from skating was a marketing coordinator at an artist agency, not the one that represents me now, mm -hmm. but a different one. And I started there as her intern and I went in, I went in and interviewed and they were like, okay, you can be a part-time intern. And I was like, okay, well you guys let me 
go to coaching in the evening? Like, can I leave early for coaching? And also there are some days I can't be here because I have to be at the salon from like eight until three. <laughs> so I was doing all of these things. Okay. And full disclosure. Yeah. I, I did a little bit of promoting at that time. <laughs> so that my night times were full too. There's a lot. It's a lot. Oh my God. I overworked myself for sure at times. I got the flu so bad once. I got <laughs> acute, um, acute bronchitis from, oh my God. Over, it was just like in an arena, bad. then in a nightclub. Oh, it was just arena. like, it was, my <laughs> doctor was like, can you give me a rundown of your schedule? And then he was like, oh, this is why you're so sick. It was actually really bad. So maybe this is more of like a, a cautionary tale as to like, like not overworking yourself. Yeah. Like yeah. I was 22 and I got acute bronchitis and he said that if I had left it alone for too long, I would have gotten walking pneumonia. Oh my God. So... <laughs> It, he was like talk was, about burnout yeah oh my that's, God. Real that's literal physical burnout yeah. like so that's your body telling it you is. you oh, need yeah, to yeah. relax I'm, a little bit so I think so back I was I got that job at that agency and they uh, trained me to move into a full time role but they thought that I would be better suited as a booker so that's how I learned how to after when I went freelance for myself when I decided to do makeup I use that experience to know how to manage my own career, like mm-hmm. navigate contracts and have client conversations that I wasn't scared of. But if looking back five years ago, I, that is exactly what I would have liked to have told myself is to like have taken care of myself, listen to my body more. Yeah. The This job for so many freelancers is so labor intensive and it's so taxing. And I think we do a really incredible job at making it look so fun on social media mm-hmm. but it's actually so draining yeah. you, it yeah. is psychologically and like because you are you whenever you have staff meetings it's just like the inside out cast in your head it's just like all <laughs> yeah. the little the little creatures like deciding like here's how to here's how we make sure you don't like go off the edge today because you're managing <laughs> everything that. by yourself yeah. oh my god so i think advice for young me is like to i i wish at times i i i took it slow a little bit mm-hmm. although i mean now i now i know right yeah. so yeah. it's like it's about balance right? it yeah. is you i wasn't you have very, to balance a little bit for yeah sure. i wasn't very good at that back in the day if i'm being <laughs> honest and i actually still struggle with it now i i don't know i'm i don't think this is a great part of my personality but i have issues feeling not productive if I'm yeah, not doing anything. I feel that. Yeah. So it's like I would rather be really busy than not busy at all because I yeah. know how anxious I would be if, if I wasn't I'm just busy. Sitting there. Yeah. That's the yeah. worst feeling. I also like kind of unrelated unre- but unrelated. But whenever I have conversations like this with, um, in my experience, I feel like this is where it comes from. Like, if you're a child of an immigrant, I think. Uh, or if you know any work ethic yeah Yeah, we talked about that before the first one yeah Yeah. it is yeah um and even still my parents are more like one is first gen and one is second gen but they're they also harbor those values of like you know they obviously early 20s they They they're very supportive but they pushed for me to Mm -hmm. make good use of my time Mm and i appreciate it but at times i think maybe i took it too literally and i was like okay well I, and I'm also the oldest of three. I don't know if that really yeah. makes a difference. Yeah. Same, yeah. 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 So yeah. you want to make them proud and you want to be able to show that like you're not going to be that generation that kind of like drops off and like is the yeah. one that wastes it. Right. And if yeah. you're I, I, I've talked about this a lot with like people here and it's like if you feel like um, 
someone in your past, like my, my grandparents sacrificed so much, like they're basically their whole life just to come across, you know, to Canada. Um, and then I'm going to be like, ah, oh, you know what? I would rather just like, you know, do nothing or just chill and like not try to make something of what I'm doing and not use my time wisely. It's like, they would be so deeply upset because they're like my entire life changed so you could do this yeah. and now you're not going to do it like what the hell oh, like yeah, yeah it's uh it's stressful but you got to kind of always balance out that feeling with just being healthy mm -hmm. too because that yeah. that work ethic isn't necessarily what we need to do to survive these days yeah too, there has right? to be so. a balance for sure for yeah. sure um is there anything that you're going to be working on in 2023 that you can tell us anything about exciting? any secret plans give us some leaks or... here or what i wish i could tell you guys but I don't even know what I'm doing next week. Like, <laughs> I, I think I, my schedule is like, I only really know, like maybe like I know what the next few weeks looks like a little bit. And some of those things aren't even confirmed. So I wish I knew what I was doing in 2023, but I will say like the things that I did this year and the projects I, I was able to take on and how things have grown even past, like after COVID, mm -hmm. I think, I think everyone knows that the industry a little bit went into hyperdrive because yeah. there were so many lost years to make, make up for, up for and, lost time. yeah, and budgets that were that were left over that didn't get used. So I think looking at how fast that that moved, I I look forward to next year with like yeah. good optimism because I feel like I'm very big on like momentum. Mm -hmm. I guess There's that's a why lot of momentum, right? Yeah, now. that's yeah. why I get tired. I guess, <laughs> but um, just gotta keep going. Yeah, I have no, I, I have no idea. I think ideally, what I want to be doing i think more travel for work i nice. think would be really nice yeah. I love that. um and yeah there's been a little bit of that this year and i i think that's a huge priority for me so i think i'll be pushing for that with the staff meeting in my head okay. <laughs> a brands, global nate <laughs> yeah brands out there nate wants to go to france next year try I, to go to italy spain yeah let's knock them all off <laughs> even taking honestly even taking time for myself too yeah, yeah. 100%. Maybe after reflecting on the conversation a little, maybe I do need a yeah, vacation. You're like, yeah. Yeah, I need a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love that. Well, before you go, I had to shout out the Diesel shirt. Diesel is having a moment right now. Huge moment. Diesel's <laughs> back. I, I've the second time I've seen a Diesel shout out this week. So no, I love it. I love no, it. incredible. Love Big the style fan. today. The, Thank the, you. The early two thousands are back. Um, but yeah, I it's mean, true. this Thank is a great you. conversation. I, I think that. Uh, you know, there's a lot of similarities in some of that, like, self-made, you know, yeah, expression that, you know, people at Cruel really embody as well. Yeah. And, yeah, it was really fascinating to hear your story. And, um, yeah, hopefully some of the people watching at home kind of, you know, take some some uh, nuggets of gold from that as well. But there, uh, We're plenty, I think. So. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> We're really happy you decided to join us. Thank you oh so God, much. No, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I was, uh, It was honestly great I, I not that i doubt it but i was like i was like oh i hope i i have actual answers no, no, but you guys made it super easy oh thank you thank Thanks. you we're trying our best still still learning the podcast thing here but uh you know what it's it's getting better a work in progress yeah, all, all a work in progress you can't tell yeah. you can't tell thank so you i appreciate it you have, a very great job dom and i have oh, collective nah. panic attacks right before each episode thank you oh great do you guys do, do you guys do a little circle thing gonna say, yeah, yeah a little, little huddle little 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 that's why we were doing shots before right <laughs> Hey, that oh, was that's a your, secret. That's, that's the prayer. Sorry, mom. It's not 11 a.m. No um, it's 10 p.m. Yeah. Just kidding. Well, yeah, thank you so much. And um, tune in for the next one, everyone. Thanks again for joining. Peace out.